Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us entrepreneurs, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for ways to increase your revenue while growing your company. Well, guess what? You've found a podcast that shares just that. So I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement tangible plans that guarantee increased profitability, guide your growth, and plans for a future exit. Building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. And that means more money now and a windfall later when it's time to let go. And I'd love to share the strategies I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some great news. I've got my second book available called The Profit Accelerator. And I'm looking for a few business owners to interview about how my book's 12 powerful strategies could impact your industry. Go download my book and let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. It's available for free for only the next few weeks while I'm interviewing business owners. I am confident that these strategies can help any business owner increase their profit, their revenue, and the value of their company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. All right, listeners, we've got a treat for you today. Seth Early is our guest, and he is an expert with 20 years experience in knowledge strategy, data, and information architecture, and search-based applications with information findability solutions. So Seth has worked with a diverse roster of Fortune 1000 companies, helping them to achieve higher levels of operating performance by making information more findable usable and value through integrated enterprise architectures, supporting analytics, e-commerce, and customer experience applications. Big words, but he does great stuff. All right, so Seth Early is a sought after speaker, writer, influencer. His writing has appeared in IT professional magazines from IEEE, where uh, as a former editor, he wrote regular column on data analytics, information access issues and trends. He has also contributed to Harvard's Business Review, CMS Wire, the Journal for Applied Marketing Analytics and co-authored uh, the Practical Knowledge Management from IBM Press. Seth is an author and award-winning book of the book, The AI-Powered Enterprise. Harness the power of anthologies to make your business smarter, faster, and of course, more profitable. Seth was named to Thinkers 360 Top 50 Global Thought Leaders and Influencers on Artificial Intelligence for 2022. Seth, I'm so excited that you're here on Profit with a Plan podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And I realized that intro was quite a mouthful. <laughs> it's good. It, it is. But you know what, though? Um, we all have our language and our our um, <laughs> our words and our our business and our culture, but they're important to cross over for the listeners so they can really truly believe that you are the expert that you are, right? So, mm -hmm. not not a problem, but the, yeah, some words in there. So it's 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 a lot of fun. We'll have to put well, this in layperson terms. Uh, I hope to today. <laughs> We're 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 all good with it. But hey, Seth, how in the world did you get into data and AI? Because you know, that's the foundational of 
where we're going to go, but how'd you do it? What, what triggered you? So it's interesting. My background, I, I went to, I, I, was, I was always interested in science. I'm a scientist at heart. And uh, so I went to college. I, I uh, majored in biology and ended up with a chemistry degree. And then when I went to graduate school, I majored in, you know, marketing and business administration. And uh, I started doing some consulting for some small businesses and writing business plans. And I ended up with a small systems integration company, a little database management uh, professional services firm. Uh, and I did, you know, I did work uh, with those guys. I did stuff around sales, marketing, business development, but also offering development and things like that. And uh, I ended up uh, leaving that company and I ended up starting my on my own uh, looking at some emerging technologies at the time. This is back in the 90s, right? And uh, so at the time, there was uh, there was knowledge management, groupware, collaboration. All those things were very hot topics. And uh, at the time, there was Lotus. Lotus uh, Lotus Notes was a tool uh, that, that uh, was very popular. Yeah, we used to say Notice, Lotus did poorly what nothing else could do at all. Uh, and then IBM bought that. And I did a lot of consulting for Lotus, IBM. I did work uh, for the office of the CIO at IBM uh, in optimizing their applications. And then, you know, Notes kind of went away. We started working with Microsoft technologies. We've then evolved into something more technology agnostic, like helping organizations get their information house in order, regardless of what technology they're using. And so a lot of the work that we do these days is really product information management for e-commerce. It's uh, customer analytics to understand how well your uh, offerings are resonating with customers and understand their experience and optimize that experience. Content and content operations, including things like SEO. We don't call ourselves an SEO firm, but when we build the architecture, we take that into consideration. And then knowledge and knowledge architecture, knowledge engineering, which is super important these days for uh, digital assistants and high functionality chatbots. And so uh, that's a big piece of the work that we do these days, but it's also around search and optimizing search. Uh, so there's a range of things that we've done, but uh, again, it kind of evolved from uh, the work that I did back in the uh, Lotus and IBM days. Uh, but a lot of it has just been you know, my learning in the industry. I didn't go to school for uh, technology per se. I didn't uh, you know, have a, a degree in uh, data science or information management. So much of it has been based on my research and, and my self-teaching, right? And my getting involved in these projects. So uh, there's a lot you can learn out there these days without having to get a formal degree. And that's kind of the path that I, I went down, at least in information management. I love it. You know, the, the, the trick was, how did you get from biology and chemistry into business and marketing? But the funny but, thing about the journey you shared with us is that, you understood why you were putting the IT in place because mm -hmm. you understood the business and marketing, That's which is the right. heartbeat of all businesses. That's right. That's right. That's right. I that was where really when when I would go into any of these engagements or initiatives or, or projects or customers, you know, I didn't I didn't put myself forward as an information technology specialist. I put myself forward as a business process person, as somebody that understood the business and then could align the use of technology with the business objectives. And I think that's a big part of what I still do. You know, I, when, when you talk about artificial intelligence, right, which is an area we do a lot of work in now, you know, uh, first of all, I, I, I like to say, uh, first thing about AI is forget AI, 
right? And focus on the business and what's the business process, right? And where do you have friction points? Where do you where do you find that you can't get information quickly enough? Where is it that your customers are struggling with information? Where is it that your right. you know your employees are struggling with information? And it's really understanding that intent process. Then you can say, okay, here's where we can use a tool or technology to facilitate this process. But uh, but it really is understanding the business. And one of the major themes throughout my career has been reinvention, right? Because technology changes so fast. You know, you mm. constantly have to keep up with, you know, that learning curve. Yeah, that's amazing because, you know, you, all businesses, and I know you work often with these bigger companies to, you know, in, insert these processes so they can mine the data. But even our small companies, you know, we've got data when we're marketing, right? And we're testing our messaging and we're doing things, but we're also looking at systems and processes in our small business to be able to um, do more with less people in there. So those automated features that we want to create, you know, we still have to understand what we're trying to do and the objective we're looking for in order to get the artificial intelligence into there to to make it easier and done faster automatically, right? You know? Absolutely, exactly. And and I think that's the critical message here is to really look at that business process and what are you trying to accomplish? You know, artificial intelligence seems very mysterious to a lot of people, right? It's black box, it's like hard to understand, it's, you know, it's vague, it does all these things, you know, it's like, uh, you know, all, you know, all uh, you never hear projects that are going to, reduce your revenue and increase your cost and reduce your efficiencies, right? Everything is motherhood and apple pie. We're going to give you more revenue. We're going to reduce your cost, right? Every project is motherhood and apple pie. Now the question is, where's the reality, right? What does it actually mean? You know, if you abstract to a certain level, sure, it'll give you those benefits. But when the rubber meets the road, what are you actually doing? You know, what's going to be different about the business? And I think when you talk to people that may have a tool, and there are good tools out there for small businesses, and I'll talk about uh, one in particular that I, I'm very fond of um, uh, around search engine optimization and 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 mm. increasing your, your web traffic. Everybody needs to increase their web traffic. Um, exactly. But, but it's, it's really important to understand what that output will be. Like, what's that outcome? What are the inputs? What are the outputs, right? And, and understanding that it has to be very tangible. You know, you may not understand all the nuances of how a technology works behind the scenes, and you don't necessarily need to understand that, but you do need to know what are the precursors, right? What do I need to have in order for this to work? And again, what am I measuring? Like, what kind of baseline am I measuring? What kind of process do I am I measuring? Is it customer satisfaction? Is it customer engagement? Is it repeat customers? Is it you know conversions on the website? Right. All of those things are important measurables to say if I'm going to deploy something or I'm going to invest in something. What is that tangible output? And, and the one tool that I would say is very, very good for that is looking at how to optimize your content so that you can get more qualified web traffic. And it's a tool that we use. I wrote about it in my book. It's called Market Muse. And if you go to marketmuse.com, I just love the tool. I love the technology. And it's something every single business can use, right? And so, you know, that's my plug for a particular vendor. But I think there's a lot of things that are out there you know, like scheduling, uh, there's things around, um, you know, your your customer engagement, there's things around lead prioritization, you know, once you have a lot of leads, who do you call, right? How do you prioritize that? There's a lot of things that are built in to many different technologies. 
you don't have to be an expert in AI at all, right? You just need to understand what your business is and what you need to, to make this work, right? That's what you need. Exactly. You know, I, I love that you're putting it into very applicable, you know, directions for every business, right? We need to get in front of our clients more effectively. And I was just on stage yesterday talking about the fact that, you know, buyers change, businesses change, markets change, but it's all driven on your message. So how do you know that your messages hit, you know, hit home right. with the ideal clients right. and, and so on. So it's, it's really, it is really important that we are out there sharing our expertise with the right clients and, Oftentimes, it's a software or a program that's doing it for us, and we just mm -hmm. have to know where we're starting and what the goal is that we're trying to achieve, right? And how how we can measure it, data, right, numbers. Um, but I think that it's it's the AI thought scares us, right? Mm -hmm. We're thinking of Will Smith, where the robots take over the the world, right? And we're like, mm -hmm. no, I, I I don't want to do it, or or but in reality. We're all trying to run leaner businesses. That means mm -hmm. less people. Um, we're trying to do more productive businesses, which means less errors. And mm -hmm. technology can help do that mm -hmm. in right. a way that every business right. can add in. That's right. Technology and accelerator. And this is a colleague of mine who does work uh, in help desk, you know, employee help desk. So internal calls. This is for large organizations. It doesn't apply to smaller businesses, but uh, but they have a really great uh, approach. And we're trying to figure out how to scale it down for smaller businesses. But but uh, Dan Turchin, my colleague at a company called People Rain, always talks about augmented intelligence. It's AI is augmented intelligence. You know, artificial intelligence is a little misnomer. I think. Uh, cognitive AI, that's a branch of AI where people talk about cognitive assistance, cognitive computing. What does that really mean? There's no cognition. These things don't think, right? They're not, they're mm. not, they may emulate some aspects of, of human thinking or human expertise, but they don't think. What they do is they reduce the cognitive load on the human, right? They make you make right. it easier people to solve the problem. You're making it easier to get to the information they need to get to the answer. I look at a customer journey. When you think about your website, you think about that whole customer experience, that's a knowledge journey, right? That's people trying to get answers. Like, first of all, you know, who are you? Uh, what do you offer? What, what, what can benefit me? What are the products? What are the services? How do I decide, right? How do I engage? And then how do I make the best use of your products? And then how do I get support, right? Those are all questions that people need to ask. And the more you can serve those those answers up on the website with less cognitive load, right? With less work on the part of the user, the easier it is for them to complete that task and that journey. Now, what happens if they can't do it? What happens if the cognitive load is too high? Well, they'll do they'll either leave, right? Go to a competitor site, or they'll pick up the phone and call the call center and or call somebody. And many times, you know, perhaps people want that under certain circumstances. You want those phone calls, but it is at another level, you know, the phone calls are costly, right? They they can they can uh, slow down efficiency and effectiveness. Now, again, a lot of larger organizations are taking that too far, right? They're trying to automate hmm. too much. But and you can never get anybody. To do the lesson. You can never get anybody, right? And and there's some companies that are 
completely eliminated the call center. I think that's a huge mistake. But the idea is, you know, how do you make it easier for people to find the problem, the solution, the answer on your website or through your uh, interactions with your company? And so a lot of that optimization is really about making it easier to do the, the, the processing, the mental processing, reducing that cognitive load. So, for example, if you have a problem with uh, a laptop, I could say, here's the manual, right? Go figure it out. <laughs> that takes a lot of work, right? And when you think about it, when people give you giant, you know, PDFs or 300 page documents, like that's a big cognitive load, right? I don't want to study that. I don't want to learn that. I don't want to go through that. Or you could say, oh, go to chapter four. It's in chapter four. Okay. That's less cognitive load, but it's still a lot. Or you could say, here's the answer in chapter four, or you can go further and say, Here's the answer based on your equipment configuration, based on your background, your knowledge and our past uh, support history. That's really contextualizing that information so that you're giving people exactly what they need that, that in a way that really resonates with them. Now, that's kind of the, the, the big picture of what we're trying to do. And we have tools that can help us do that when it comes to these cognitive applications like a chat bot, you know, a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Now, most of those are pretty bad today, right? They really can be kind of awful, but you can take, yeah, they're, you know, they suck, which is a technical term, right? <laughs> but, but one of the things I write about in my book is a vision for the future. And this character, Alan Perkins goes about his entire day from the time he gets up to the time he goes to bed, interacting with these virtual assistants in a conversational way. Some of them work directly for him. They, or some work for, you know, companies he's working with, like he manages his portfolio, right? Uh, there's an assistant that does that. There's an assistant that schedules his his work meetings. There's one that is helping with travel. There's another one that's helping him with, you know, finding new parts or replacement parts for his, uh, for his uh, company. So the idea is these will be good one day, right? Just like when you remember the Palm Pilot and the PDAs 20 plus years ago, they were awful. They're awful. And now look what we have. We have these really high functionality uh, devices that we can't live without. This will be the future. The future will be conversational interactions with all of our technologies. That's what the future will be. We know we're going to get there. And what's between us today and then is really the data and the content and the knowledge. So a small business can actually do a better job of FAQs, of you know supporting documentation, of case studies of, you know, customer reviews, all those things that people would need to make those decisions, you can surface those more effectively. Number one, using search engine optimization, right? So the tool I mentioned before, mm -hmm. will take that content and look at the competitors and say, what are you actually trying to optimize on? What, what phrase or terminology is important to your business so that somebody, when somebody searches, they're going to come up with your content as an answer what's important, right? That's giving people a direct line to your content. Now, once they're there, how else can you help them in that journey, right? That might mean on-site search. It might mean product catalogs. It might mean uh, customization or personalization in some way. There are tools that can help with that as well. Uh, or it may be answering specific questions, right? Take the questions people ask, you know, ask all the time, and you can put them into an FAQ type of a, a digital assistant. Now, you have to be careful about how those are designed. Uh, you have to test them thoroughly. And you really don't want to send people down blind alleys where they can't get to a human, right? And right. you may not have 
uh, a, a call center where they can you can answer phones 24 hours a day, but you can say, hey, I can't answer that question, but uh, I'm going to put you in touch with Joe and Joe's going to reach out to you tomorrow, right? That type of thing. So we always need to give people a, a path to a human. And, and I love the whole, I love the whole journey you just shared with us because I'm always coming across or, or coaching my clients on the fact that we need to meet the customer where they're comfortable. And today's consumer does not necessarily want to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. They want to research their answers. And with, you know, Google search and, and, and all the capabilities of search, they want to have the ease of shopping in their comfort without getting hit with that hard sales call. I mean, we've all typed something into Google. Next thing you know, your phone's ringing and they're like, oh, I've got this great thing to sell you. And you're like, ew, I, I, I don't want me, that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Get away from me. You know, the used car salesman is finding me at home, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but we can we can use AI to to provide the data that would allow our customers to journey their own path, find the information they want to say that my company is best to solve their current problem that they're facing. And I can do it through here and the education is all in there. But I agree that that's, that takes forethought of the business owner, right? Understanding their process and methodology and the buyer's process and methodology, and to do it without having to use our cognitive ability or time, which is our biggest, mm-hmm. you know, resource, we use the AI to do that through having the That's right information in the right place. Fantastic. Yeah. And so, you know, and the thing about AI, you also have to consider is that the tools have been around for many, many years. Machine learning has always been used in search. Search uses machine learning. Back in the day when I was first uh, um, working with uh, Lotus and IBM on their their initial foray into machine learning, it was something called Lotus Discovery Server. And that uh, became something called OmniFine, which was a search engine. And that DNA went into Watson. So this stuff Mm. has been around for decades, around for decades. And so now it's, you know, it used to be that that, uh, one professor at MIT said, no AI works. As soon as it works, we call it something else. So word processing is actually a first iteration of AI because it took human expertise and judgment of a, of a skilled typesetter and put it into a program, right? Uh, you know, spell check is AI. Speech recognition is Thank AI. God. There's, a, there's so much stuff. That's right. But there's so much stuff under the covers <clears throat> that we don't even realize <clears throat> is driven by AI and machine learning. So it's pervasive. It's in our environment. And the idea is... You don't need to be a data scientist to take advantage of this stuff. You just need to understand what capabilities you need and start thinking about that customer journey or those those information flows. Look for where there's a friction point. Look for where there's a bottleneck. And then say, how can I intervene here in this place? And again, when you talked about finding that information, first thing to do is try to get people to find you. And that means content. Mm. That's how search engines work. That's how Google works. It works on content. And you can see how well you're ranking today. And you can see what content do you need to create to become a a recognized expert from the perspective of the algorithm, right? The search algorithm is looking for the best content. And so when you optimize your content, you bring people in. Then when they're on the site, 
you also have to think about their mental model, right? How did you said, how do they go about solving their problem? That's the mental model. Like when you go to a website and go, oh man, this is great. I love their selection. The navigation is easy. That's because someone designed that in a way that fit your mental model, how you will go about solving a problem, how you go about finding a piece, you know, a piece of information or a product, and, and then using terminology that aligns with that mental model. And that takes research and that takes, you know, forethought, that takes some planning, but it's, it's, that's why you like the experience. It's because it matches the way you think about your problem, the way you look for information, the way you look for products, right? It's, and, and every site is different, right? Because even if you sell the same things, you're going to want to do something that is really specific to your customers. So that's how you can compete with the Amazons of the world, Walmarts of the world, by really understanding those customer needs, how they think about those problems and those solutions and those products, and then organizing in a way that aligns with that. And that takes some testing as well. But again, there's lots of tools that can help you with this. But thinking about the business problem, thinking about the customer needs, and thinking about the customer journey is really the foundation for all of that. So I like when you were talking about how people go about things, how people think about things. That's the critical piece. It's understanding that customer and their journey. I love it. I love it. And it's so applicable to every single business out there. And, you know, what's our what's the number one problem with growing a company is more customers, right? And And we all have that problem. And if we can identify who that customer is and the problem we solve, then we can get the all already created on most of these, at least for our level here, we don't have to go out and create the AI and buy and and create the apps and the software. There's so much technology out there. We just have to understand who's our client, what are we trying to solve for them, and then put the systems and processes in place that happen to be computer generated rather than person generated. You know, exactly. you, you do an email, you sign up for my thing, you download my thing, and then my program sends five emails out. I didn't do right. it. I wrote it one time, but I told the mm-hmm. computer to send it out on my behalf at these times. That mm-hmm. is efficiency. That's right. That's right? right. And then you're also then you're also using the analytics of that engagement. You're looking at the response rates, you're looking at the open right. rates. The you're open. And then you have the ability to make adjustments and say, you know, do A-B testing or multivariate testing. Say, how can I change the subject line? How can I change the call to action? How can I change the value proposition to speak to this particular audience? And then again, it's testing and iterating on that to optimize. But that's where, you know, the tools that are behind the scenes are, are you know, are likely using machine learning and, and AI. You just don't see it. You see the functionality. Mm-hmm. And understanding and using that functionality is the critical piece, right? It's not needing to understand the data science. It's needing to understand what outcome you're looking for and then leveraging the tools and configuring the tools in order to do so. And that is goes back to your what you said before, understanding those customers, understanding what they what they want, understanding your differentiators, right? Why will they do business with you? Is it higher customer service? Is it better value? Is it a wider selection? Is it a curated selection? I mean, whatever it is, right? It's 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 hitting on those value drivers that are important to your customer and then reinforcing that message and then testing it through different iterations and and on an ongoing basis. And then you constantly refine and constantly evolve and constantly optimize. 
Love it. So we don't have to be computer technology or, or artificial intelligence, you know, uh, designers. We just have to understand our market and our product and then let the tools make it easier for you to get to them and for the consumer to get to us. And I love this connection that you're you're putting the dots together on some basic stuff that is very overwhelming when you're working yes. with a you know limited number of teams versus you know the the bigger conglomerations that has teams working on each little dot. Um, why not? Why are why why would we ever buck a system that could make it easier for us, more cost effective yeah. for us? and avoid the errors of human, <laughs> right? Oh, you told them the wrong thing, ah, you know, right, and, and right. those kind of things with, with the wow. use of AI. So I love it. Wow. I think it's so incredibly important to, to take, to allow the field to level from the small businesses mm -hmm. to the medium and the larger businesses, because we can, we can be there too. And you just need to always ask your vendors, you know, what is the outcome I'm looking uh, that I'm supposed to get from this and and talk to their uh, other customers and really make sure you understand what the inputs and the outputs are. And you should be able to try these things out before you make a big commitment of of time and money and resources. So, you know, if if if, uh, if people are not giving you clear answers, if you don't understand the explanation, just find another another resource because it should be understandable in, in business terms and layperson terms, non-technical terms. Love it. And to make your life easier <laughs> and your right. customer's That's life right. easier yeah. to do that. Love it. Love it. Yes. Seth, you've given us some super valuable insights into AI and how simple it is that everybody can get into it using the tools that are available. You don't have to know how it was put together. You just have to know how you can get the outcomes you want on there. So really, really valuable information. So I have to ask you, where can listeners find out more about you and how they can implement AI into making their businesses better? Sure. So my website is www.early, that's E-A-R-L-E-Y, don't forget the E before the Y, dot com. I should have bought E-A-R-L-Y <laughs> dot com at the time I bought that and I didn't, but makes it harder for people to find us. And then uh, on LinkedIn, uh, I'm just Seth uh, Early, uh, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter is Seth.Early, I believe, or yeah. Anyway, it's all just my name, my first name and last name. And then if you want to email me, it's Seth at Early.com, E-A-R-L-E-Y. There's also a link in the show notes uh, to the book. Uh, again, that's the AI-powered enterprise. I think I, have yeah. a copy. I thought I had a copy of it right handy. And of course, I'm over <laughs> I was using it to uh, not have the reflection in to my face, but that's the book. And uh, you Perfect. can take a look at it. You can get it on Amazon. And, um, yeah, connect me on LinkedIn, reach out, check out the website. Happy to talk shop or uh, share ideas. I love it. And it's so important and necessary for everything that we're doing in business to make you really, truly, to make you more com competitive with the bigger guys that have bigger budgets. And and it's the the... The barrier to entry, I think, is gone, right? Because really? you can yeah. use these computer learning pieces. So right. love it. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to be picking up your book. And yes, the links will be in the notes. And you could probably see it here on the screen as well to go pick up Seth's book. So wow. 
Okay, listeners, I hope you found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. And I think um, virtual assistants, uh, uh, the intelligence of computer learning to help your business run smoother, to help engage with your customers, to help deliver a process, to reduce errors. I mean, I could go on for days on the things that we could do better with computer learning or artificial intelligence. So I hope you found a couple of those ideas. And don't forget, it is more, it's really important right now to focus on growing your business and its revenue. Don't forget to go download my book with 12 powerful strategies that will dramatically increase your revenue, profit, and value of your company without having to pay additional advertising or marketing dollars. Go pick up your copy at Trajectory Profits. Uh, dot com forward slash book dash download. All right. Seth and I'd love to hear comments or feedbacks. Tell us how you're using AI in your business, whether it's just bots or you're actually building out the frequently asked questions, your your standard flow, putting case studies in there, getting uh, communication pieces back. And Seth and I would love to share and uh, comment back on those podcast notes or in the comments of these. So put those in there. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe. So you can always catch Profit with your pl- profit with a plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Seth. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.